let me do it this way. She said, I'm going to give you one name, and you give me your reaction to that name. And I said, okay. <laughs> and she said, okay, the name is uh, Jim Neighbors. And I said, Gomer Pyle. She said, absolutely. Ah. And she said, unless you want to be that country boy the rest of your life wow. and never have hit records and never do television and never do movies, then turn this series down. Wow. Welcome to the National Defense. The National Defense is dedicated to the men and women who serve our country in active duty, our veterans, and their families. We're here for you. God bless you. We love you. On each episode, we look for people and stories with some connection to these heroes. I'm Randy Miller. Whether he's called Mr. Entertainment or Mr. Vegas, the legendary Wayne Newton is one of the best-known performers in the world. His well-known songs include Daddy, Don't You Walk So Fast and Doc Shane. He has performed over 30,000 shows on the Las Vegas Strip and is still going strong. Wayne is also a huge military supporter, performing at many USO shows, going back to the beginning with Bob Hope. We are honored to have Wayne Newton on the National Defense. First of all, he's known worldwide for for one of the most well-known songs ever made. Bessie the Heifer, <laughs> Mr. Wayne who, Newton. Who would know that that was truly a little Jimmy Dickens song that yeah. some kid from Virginia stole from it? <laughs> you, you know, I, I grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee, so I remember Bessie the Heifer. In fact, that was on the I Love Lucy show when Wayne Newton, uh, probably one of your first uh, national TV appearances. Yes, uh, as a matter of fact, that my first one was the Jackie Gleason television show. Okay, and then uh, I was playing a nightclub in Los Angeles uh, called the Coconut Grove, and uh, Lucy came in to see the show uh, uh, because Mr. Jack Benny brought her in oh, wow. with uh, with all of her people, and that's when she asked me to do her show, and so the end result of that was Bessie the Heifer. <laughs> Now, how how old were you when you uh, made that appearance? Oh, my God. I guess I would have been probably 21. 21. Uh, yeah, that's incredible. I looked about 14. That's and, incredible. Oh, man. It sounded about 14. <laughs> no, you know, that's a great song. And, and then you did another song with Lucy and uh, and I think a couple more appearances on the show, right? I did probably all total 12 wow. Lucy shows. Wow. And uh, it was, uh, this is not a long story, and I'll try and make it short. No, you may, pe- I want all pe- the long stories you have. Okay. <laughs> well, people constantly say to me, you know, what was Lucy like? And uh, I tell them the truth, and that is that after we had done that first show with Bessie DeHeffer, and I was the farm boy and all of that, uh, CBS wanted to do a series around that character. Huh. And uh, so they contacted Lucy, and uh, of course, Desi Lou had done a lot of work with with CBS. And uh, so she came to me and said, they want to do a series, and you'll be the star, and are you interested? Oh, absolutely. You know, you'd die for, for that kind of oh, break. Yeah. And so 
that went on uh, with negotiations with CBS and all that for about probably a month by the time it was all finished. And before I signed it, uh, I get a call from Lucy, and I was appearing at the Flamingo in Las Vegas. And... Uh, and she said, Wayne, I need to talk to you before we finalize this contract. And she said, I haven't been able to sleep at night. And <laughs> I said, well, b- b- how do you want to do this? She said, well, can my husband and I come up to Las Vegas and we'll meet you between shows? And I said, absolutely. So we went in my dressing room and she sits down and she said, uh, as I told you on the phone, when I haven't been able to sleep. She said, because uh, CBS wants Desi Lou to produce this show and it means a lot of money for Desi Lou. And she said, I know it means a lot of money for you. Uh, and so I said, absolutely. And I'm, I'm thrilled to do it. And she said, well, that's why I haven't been able to sleep. And I said, uh, I'm not sure I understand that. And she said, well, let me, let me do it this way. She said, I'm going to give you one name and you give me your reaction to that name. And I said, okay. <laughs> and she said, okay, the name is uh, Jim Neighbors. And I said, Gomer Pyle. She said, absolutely. Ah. And she said, unless you want to be that country boy the rest of your life wow. and never have hit records and never do television and never do movies, then turn this series down. Wow. And wow. that's the kind of human being Lucy was. Oh, man. I, you, that could have been the biggest mistake of your career. No question about wow. it. And to have somebody that cared that much about you yeah. and your career and, and what might be in the future, uh, I think is just absolutely phenomenal. That, it's incredible. We are talking to the legendary Wayne Newton here on the National Defense. And Wayne, uh, you you probably don't remember this, but uh, I I have a, a very cherished photo of uh, of me kissing you on the cheek. And I, let me <laughs> let me let me just tell you. Let me explain. Yeah, you better finish. Yeah. That, <laughs> so, so we're, uh, our show is based in Kansas City, Missouri, and uh, at this time, I was doing a morning show for a, a country station here, and uh, you had a theater in Branson, right? And, and every month, we took an entire plane load of listeners to your theater in Branson, Missouri. Oh, my God. And so we would come in there every month, and, and most of the time you were there. Sometimes you could Diamond Rio or somebody else. Well, and we love seeing you. Everybody loves seeing you. And you would always go to the front of the stage and invite all the women to come up and kiss your cheek. And so <laughs> I, I came up once, and somebody got the picture. And, man, it was just, you know. <laughs> you, you didn't you didn't give me a lock of your hair like you did in Vegas Vacation, but it was it was very close. So. <laughs> Thank you. What a, now I can tell people I know who that guy was kissing me. That, <laughs> what a great what a great theater. Did you like Branson? I loved Branson yeah. and I loved the people that came to the theater. And uh, uh unfortunately or fortunately it goes back to one of those things you never know until the the book is written, you right. know. Yeah. But uh the some of the theater owners in in Branson uh, became very territorial about the fact that I was coming to Branson hmm. because I was going to bring gaming 
to Branson, Missouri. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I really wish I had that kind of power. <laughs> that right. would be right. wonderful, yeah. you know. But <laughs> it's, it's tough to find bingo in Branson, Missouri, much less gaming. Yeah, no kidding. You know. No kidding. You know, the other thing that I love about you and for your entire life, I mean, I think it's fair to say that you've done more for our military than any other entertainer besides Bob Hope, maybe. I mean, you went to Vietnam when you were 16? Yes. Wow. I was, in, I, I was in Vietnam twice, the first time when I was 16, the second time when I was 18, mm. and the Department of Defense called me, and you mentioned Bob Hope, and here we go with another story. Uh, by heritage, I am half Native American, I'm half Indian, a quarter Irish, and a quarter German. And... Uh, so I get on stage about that, saying I can't drink at all, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I get the call from the Department of Defense because I had done a show for the USO when I was eight years old. Oh wow! And living in Virginia, oh, wow. and uh, so the USO was kind of, you know, ingrained in me from the time I was eight years old. Sure. And so I get this call at sixteen. Uh, from the Department of Defense, and they say, Wayne, pick three guys. We're sending you to Vietnam. <laughs> and so I did, and they did. So I ended up in Bok Lu, South Vietnam, and we did uh, five and six shows a day wow. uh, all the way up to Da Nang, North Vietnam. And um, so I get home, and uh, I sleep two days, And uh, I pick up a newspaper and I see where Mr. Hope is then taking his big show to those exact places that we were just at, (laughs) right? And I thought, well, that's wonderful because I knew how much our troops loved Mr. Hope. And uh, except that it happened, Randy, it happened time after time after (laughs) time after time. And so finally I get home from one of those and there was a call waiting for me from Mr. Hope because he and I had done a lot of shows together, but domestically. Sure. And when he came to going overseas, uh, I get the call from the Department of Defense, and uh, and I go. And uh, so Mr. Hope, I returned his call, and he said, Wayne, we have to go to Florida because the hurricane has wiped out one of our uh, air bases there, and our troopers need some love. And I said, I will be there with bells on. And so I did go to Florida, and we were rehearsing the show in the afternoon. And Mr. Hope calls a recess to the rehearsal. And uh, I said to him on that recess, and we were having a a bottle of water each. And I said, can I ask you a question, Mr. Hope? And he said, sure, Wayne. I said, why doesn't the Department of Defense send us both overseas at the same time? Because I would love to be a part of one of your big shows going over there. And he said, well, Wayne, in his inimitable style, (laughs) he said, Wayne, think about it. Think about the history of this great country of ours since Silent Memorial, 1700. He said, any time there's been a confrontation, a disagreement, uh, a fight of any kind, or a war, he said, the first thing our government does is send out an Indian scout. (laughs) 
Well, I started to laugh, and he finished by saying, so when you come home, then it's okay for the rest of us to go. That's great. Oh, that's great. Uh, I got to read a quote that I have from you. Uh, your first trip to Vietnam, uh, Wayne Newton says, I, I met this young lady who was a nurse. She had given me her mother's number to call when I got home. From the time I left Vietnam, got back in the, in the U.S., got to a place where we could start placing those calls. Because from the first trip, I think we had about 7,000 calls to make. Yes. I would simply reach out to the family members of the soldiers and say, I had been to Vietnam as a performer. My name is Wayne Newton. Uh, I met your loved one there. We call them by their name. They just sent a message to let you know they were doing fine, and they send their love and all that kind of thing. Wayne, who does that? I mean, that's incredible. Well, I started doing that on that trip, uh, and I, I would say to the to the military people, look, give me a personal note mm. where your loved one will be sure that it's not some crank call, you know, right. trying to sell you something. <laughs> and uh, so we did, and to date, we have made over 75,000 calls. <laughs> Oh, man. As a matter of fact, in Vietnam, I met the uh, the gentleman that they did the movie about him, uh, Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, Cronauer, uh, Adrian Cronauer. Yeah, Adrian Cronauer. I met him over there on the radio and did his show, and he gave me his mother's number. <laughs> and when I got back... And, of course, in those days, we had to go through operators. Yeah, right, know? right. And uh, so I get her on the phone, and I tell her the whole story and the pitch. And he never forgot that. Wow. Uh, I received, later on in life, two different awards in Washington, D.C. And as a surprise to me, he came in to present those awards. Oh, man. Uh, what a legend, uh, and what a legendary situation uh, there with Adrian Cronauer. But, you know, you've just, you've got so many of those stories because you've touched so many lives in the military that I'm sure somebody is telling a Wayne Newton story, you know, every second of every day because it does mean a lot. And, you. you know, we are, uh, and this, again, you're on Armed Forces Radio Network because we're on hundreds of radio stations in the United States, but we're also heard on Armed Forces Radio. And... You know, the the emails and the messages we receive, just the fact that you can take their mind off what they're doing for an hour or two, right? Randy, I tell you, it's the most fulfilling thing I have ever done in my life, uh, uh, musically, mm. uh, to the extent where I realize, and this is not to sound corny, it's, it's from my heart, if I have been given any talent at all, uh, by the good man upstairs. Uh, it's best used in those instances. Mm. I come away with more from those people because they don't really care what you do, what you sing. It's the fact that you cared enough to come there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and I mean, you've done USO tours all your life. You've been everywhere. What, what's the most, did you ever feel like you, you might be in danger? Every time. I mean, the first first time in Nam, uh, oh, yeah. one of the small bases we were at came under fire from the Viet Cong. And uh, so they 
the the colonel was calling out to the air force to try and get a plane in to to land at that little base to take us out because we were civilians sure. and uh so they all of our aircraft were busy obviously fighting the Viet Cong and two Australian pilots uh, bush pilots that had joined the air force heard the call and they call and they said, hey, we're going to pick up the Yanks. <laughs> and uh, so we got on their plane and I sat down on the side uh, in the little seats that they had. And as we were taking off, uh, I see the pilot keep looking back at us and I'm wondering, what was that about? Right. And so we finally get to altitude and he gets up from the pilot seat and comes back and sticks his finger to the holes uh, that bullets had made oh in the my airplane gosh. while oh my. we were taking off. Oh, my gosh. You, you don't know whether you want to sit down and lay down. Yeah. Or, or, you know. You're right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, did you remind him, hey, I'm the singer here. <laughs> I'm, I'm the Yankee singer yes. that you came in to pick up, you know. <laughs> Wayne, are you still the chairman of the uh, celebrity circle? I am, and I got to say, it's been that has been one of the highlights of my life too. Uh, and when we, I, I just want to tell you one quick thing, which will bring a smile to your face. I think uh, we were the first non-combatives into Iraq, and we were also the first non-combatives into Afghanistan. Wow! And uh, so we get to Iraq, and I I do my pitch to all of the uh, servicemen and women about give me the name of your loved ones and the phone number and a personal message, and I will call them when I get back. That's, incre and, that's uh, incredible. So the one message that we get to, and by this time I had uh, set up a whole group of maybe six or eight people that could man the phones, get the families on the line, and then hand the phone to me. Hmm. And so... I look at the message that I'm supposed to give this lady. Firstly, when I said, hi, this is Wayne Newton calling, she hung up. <laughs> and uh, so I called her back and I said, okay, okay, do not hang up. This is, this is truly Wayne Newton calling. I'm a performer, and I just got back from Afghanistan. And, uh, or Iraq, rather. And I said, I met your guy over there, Bill. And uh, Bill has a personal note for you that he wanted me to deliver. And so she said, this is really Wayne Newton? And I said, yes. She said, would you sing a Donkashane song <laughs> for me? I said, well, instead of me getting into that, I think you'd be much more interested in the note that Bill said. <laughs> right. And she said, okay, what is it? Now, I had, Randy, I had, had expected... Uh, the voice to be probably a, a young lady, say, between 20 and 25. Right. Okay. But the voice sounded much more mature than that, like about maybe 40 or 45, yeah. you know. Right. And uh, I said, here is the message, and Bill put it in writing for me to do this, and that is, will you marry me? <laughs> And really? There was silence. There was silence, and I said, "Did did you did you read that?" Okay, and she said, "Mr. Newton, 
I apologize for all I put you through. She said, I have been waiting 20 years, and she said, uh, for this, and she didn't use a nice term, <laughs> for, for this guy to ask me to marry him, and now he chickens out and has you do it. <laughs> oh, that's a great story. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. <laughs> so did she say yes? She did say yes. And I said, if you'd do me a big favor if you'd write him and tell him, I, I did, you know, what I said I'd do. And the answer is yes. And, Bill, it's got to be you that shows up. Yeah, right, yeah exactly. Yeah, you, you got to be a part of this, Bill. We're talking to uh, the legendary Wayne Newton here in the National Defense. And the reason I ask about the celebrity circle, and I don't know if, if you've seen our website, we've been doing this show, Wayne, for 14 years. And for the last five celebrities that uh, have been have been calling in like crazy. I mean, we've we've I think people have finally gotten to the point where you knew at 16 years old that you don't have to support anything else but the troops. Right. You know, it's interesting, Randy, that you say that, because I in calling performers to go on these USO tours. Yeah. I have only been turned down twice. Wow. And it's unimportant who those performers are because I wouldn't do that to them. Sure. But uh, one of them said to me, Wayne, you know, I'd do anything in the world for you. And she said, but I don't believe in war. Yeah. And I said, well, number one, I don't know anybody who believes in war. <laughs> right. Okay. I said, but you have to approach this like you would approach a fireman. You can hate the fire, but you can cannot hate the fireman. That's a great point. And and that's the rationale that I use with uh, with two people. And uh, one out of the two finally said, "Okay, I'll go." And uh, wow! So Gary, we took Gary Sinise on his first USO tour. Wow! And. Uh, and we took Drew Carey, Neil McCoy, Paul Rodriguez, uh, Chris Isaac, Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, hmm. Rob Schneider, Bo Derrick, on and on and on. Because, and I tell them, it's the truth, that I don't walk on stage any night, no matter where I'm appearing, where there isn't a note that comes back to say, I saw you in Korea. Oh, wow. I saw you in Iraq. I saw, you know, and... I I got to tell you, it is so heartwarming to me, and uh, well, I mean that's the kind of impression that that you make. And, and it isn't it isn't me. It's, it's it's anybody who goes. It will change your life yep. forever. I'll tell you who's got a heart for uh, for veterans is Tom Hanks. Yes, we, we had Tom Hanks on the show. Uh, we've expanded the show to two hours now, but at the time it was one hour. Tom Hanks talked for 45 minutes, and I said, Tom, I, I hate to cut you off, but we only have an hour. And he was he was great. I mean, you talk about a guy, you know, just full of passion uh, for the military, and we've had a lot of people. Bradley Cooper's like that. Now, we did have one. Sharon Stone was on the program, and before she started the show, she said, can I ask you something, Randy? And I said, sure. She said, I saw President... George W. Bush was on your website. And I said, right. He, she said, does he own the radio show? 
And I said, <laughs> I said no, no, oh he does, doesn't own the radio show. Let's go back. Let's go back to the fighting, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> right. But she said, okay, if he doesn't own the show, I'll come on. And she was great. Oh, you know, she came on and she was great. But uh, <laughs> oh man. now, so you're you're now you're still in Vegas. Still in Vegas. I'm at the Caesar's Palace, and we do uh, uh, three nights uh, to five nights a week. Wow. And. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I I just closed last night. I have two weeks off because I have to have a hip replacement. Oh wow! Uh, but uh, that's nothing new for me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, the fact that you're doing you know three shows a night and you're you're you don't do if you've ever seen a Wayne Newton show, Wayne doesn't do half a show. I mean, it's <laughs> it's a it is a. A uh, tour de force performance, <laughs> and hey, you got a new uh, you got a new resident there in uh, Las Vegas. As uh, yes, as a matter of fact, when I say a new one, I was I was with Ballets for three years, but they are owned by the Caesars Corporation. Hmm. So Caesars decided to take one of their really main showrooms that uh, that falls under the category of the years that I've been in Las Vegas and. Uh, wanted me to write a special show for that room, which I did, and it is is gone over like gangbusters, oh, which wow, is bet. fabulous. I bet. Well, before we, and, and I just, I can't thank you enough for the time and everything that you've done for the troops. Um, but before we go, I would, I would love for you to consider something. I would love to make you our celebrity advisor to the national defense. You know, everybody in show business. I mean, if if you wanted to reach out to your buddies and invite them on this show, that would be outstanding. I would love it. Um, I would be. Yeah. Cons- it would really is it would be a wonderful, wonderful uh, thought, and I and I would love to be a small part of it. Man, that would be fantastic, Wayne. Thank you so much for everything, and uh, uh, you know, good luck on the hip replacement. But I know, hey, thank you. I know, thank I know you. you'll be back uh, stronger <laughs> than ever. So. Oh, Yes, and and Randy, can I tell you something? Sure. Uh, you will never know how much you're appreciated in what you do, too. Well, thank you very much. Because I, I can tell you that when our guys and girls come home from these places, yeah. they need what you provide badly. Well, and you know, we do it because we love it, right? I hear you. Yeah, I hear I, you. it's no Bessie the Heifer, but we, you know, we give it our best shot. Well, keep doing it, and if I can help in any way, all you got to do is let me know what it is. Wayne, thank you so much. Wayne Newton, man, so good. Thank you so much. Thank you, Randy, and I'll be talking to you soon, okay? Hey, thanks for listening to the National Defense. Over the next few episodes, you'll hear from John Stewart and Stephen Colbert. We'll also talk to Alec Baldwin about his drill instructor dad. And Demi Moore will walk us through her physically exhausting role in G.I. Jane. Plus, we'll meet the only living Medal of Honor recipient from the war in Iraq, David Bellavia. That's all coming up right here on the National Defense. You know, you don't have to be a five-star general to be involved with the National Defense. You can subscribe and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You've been listening to The National Defense. The National Defense is written and hosted by me, Randy Miller, and executive produced by Nate Heron. Be sure to visit us online at thenationaldefense.com.